Welcome to Five Strive Weekly. Could LA United be back in June? We get into that and what could be the cup raising edition of Soccer Trivia Showdown. All that and more coming up. Welcome to the show, Five Strive fam. I'm AJ and this is Tanner and Mark. And wherever it is you get your pods, subscribe, share, and leave us a good rating. This segment is sponsored by Thinking Man Tavern, a cozy Decatur neighborhood pub. Grab a tasty beverage from a wide variety of selections and a plate of something delicious from the menu. To go, check out Thinking Man Tavern. Follow our Twitch for new streams and surprises on Tuesdays and Thursdays starting at 9pm on twitch.tv slash TV. Could Tanner raise the Soccer Trivia Showdown Cup tonight? Before we get into that, let's get into the news. And that first bit of news is that Atlanta United addressed the possibility of the matches being canceled during a town hall uh, this past Monday night uh, with season ticket holders. And United told season ticket holders that if the team's remaining 16 matches this season are canceled or played without fans, that they will receive a credit towards the 2021 membership for those select matches. And so, uh, yeah, the team spokesperson said that the ticket office will be working with fans on a one-to-one basis to find alternative solutions uh, that meet everyone's needs. What do you guys think about this? Uh, I know, Tanner, you have uh, season tickets, and Mark, you don't necessarily, but uh, this still impacts you as you go to every single game. So, uh, Tanner, what, what do you think? So, I think something that's very important to point out off the bat is the wording of that statement. And the wording of that statement kind of irritates me, because it says a credit will be applied towards next year's season ticket. I get the, you know... We had we got one game out of it, yeah, right? So there will have to be proration, yeah. Right, exactly. So there's a bit of a pro, yeah, prorate there. But at the same time, does that mean they're going to raise season ticket prices again? Because I think that would be a pretty bullshit thing to do. Like, it's not our fault we didn't play a season, but we didn't see a season at all. We didn't get anything at home. Like, we got one game. That's it. Like a one real game. That's it. And you want to raise season tickets again? Yes, the demand is there. But, like, in principle, it's like we lost out on a season due to a crisis that none of us can control. Why would you raise season tickets? So I just I just hope that they just don't do that. Like, they should keep season tickets, the remaining price. I don't mind paying the extra 30 40 bucks, whatever, to get my, my game back. Um, but, you know, aside from that, that's my only thing. I'm glad that they're moved, that they're, that they're going to carry the credit over. But I just I don't want them to raise season ticket prices again. Yeah, and also on top of that, I mean, a lot of people have lost their jobs and unfortunately uh, maybe are not in the financial situation that they want to be. And so if they did raise the prices, yes, it would absolutely raise some eyebrows. Not only that, obviously, but uh, yeah, Mark, what do you think? No, I mean, I'm curious, like you mentioned, I'm I'm not a season ticket holder. I am curious uh, how season ticket holders feel about um, getting a credit for next year versus uh, getting money back. Now, to be clear, there, I don't think there's any MLS teams who are doing refunds. And I'm not surprised, like, you know, I get that. There's probably an element to which that money may have already been used or is currently in use. So, you know, it's like the liquid that they need right now. Um, but, yeah, I, that's that's the only thing I think is, uh, is interesting. I mean, like, uh, it, yeah, I think it's only the fair thing to do to at the very least uh, carry it over the next season. And to t- I, I totally agree with Tanner's point about not raising season ticket prices uh, in this time, especially for Atlanta United. I mean, like, 
Yeah, they've already gone up a decent amount, like from the first season to now, which I understand them going up, but like, yeah, like kind of what AJ said as well, people having lost their jobs, which is why, like, like my first instinct is I want, like, for me, I'm going to choose the rollover option because, like, I've already spent that money and I don't right. need that money right now. I'd rather go ahead and have that money just put away so I don't have to worry about it later and it's already taken care of. And again, if it's like 30, 40 bucks for that ticket, you know, I get that. But, um, I think at the same time, though, it is an interesting point, though, because people have lost their jobs. And if they have, say, I just have a supporter section ticket. So, like, that's, that's 500 bucks. What about the people that have these club tickets or people who have, you know, who have paid for nicer tickets and maybe necessarily, you know, not because they have extra money, but that's what they value it. Like, they really want that. And that's kind of the ethos of Atlanta United in a lot of ways. They might need that money back because some of those people may have lost their jobs. So I think that there definitely needs to be an option if people do want their money back and they do need it back or they don't plan on renewing for some reason, then they absolutely should be able to get it back as well. But that's a difficult situation for the club, because like you said, they're already spending that money because season ticket revenue is a massive source of income for Atlanta United. It's like everything complicated. Indeed, yeah. I mean, to your point about the you know club suites and all that, um, not to get too deep into the weeds about people's like finances or anything like that, but uh, you know even people that uh, maybe have club seats and you know drive a, a pretty nice car, luxury car, they might be living paycheck to paycheck. I mean, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're rich or well off or that they can actually afford all those things uh, without a steady paycheck. And they just value that. Like that's something, like he's yeah. like I said, like it's important to them. Like they put stock in that. And if you take that away, it's like, that's a big chunk of what they have. And like, let's not beat on the bush. Like those tickets are expensive, man. So like. exactly. No, and that's where it is where if uh, someone is, uh, maybe weighing up buying your, uh, you know, or renewing your season tickets, uh, kind of in what October or November, uh, versus you know being able to eat. I'm sure a lot of people will be choosing the latter versus re-upping, and so you know I think the credit probably uh, saves a lot of people from a tough decision as well, uh, as the money is probably already spent. So uh, yeah, agreed with uh, you guys and what you're saying. I'm sure everybody's in different situations, so I'm sure there are some people that really want that refund. Um, but moving on from that, uh, MLS has proposed to the MLS Players Association in placing all 26 teams in Orlando uh, for uh, the summer. Uh, it seems to be for a couple of months. Uh, there seems to be a uh, tentative plan in terms of individual training to uh, group training to uh, finally having matches. Uh, and that's all the way from June 1st to the 22nd in which uh, maybe the first game would be played. Uh, that's according to The Athletic. Um, and, I mean, you know, it's interesting, I think, uh, looking at, um, you know, the area that they would be playing in. It'd be Disney World, uh, that sports complex where they have not only a bunch of baseball fields but enough soccer fields to be able to maybe house uh, all the games and also uh, you know hotel rooms to house these players some of the pitfalls may be that the players would be uh, I mean you know you have Dirty South Soccer pontificating that this is almost like a jail for the players in that uh, you know it's they don't really get to yeah they don't really get to leave they don't get to see their families the pressure on their families yeah, and you don't get to go to the theme parks, but uh, you know their families and you know their wives maybe have undue stress in having to take care of their kids uh, and being away from them from them for two months. Um, yeah, like, do you guys like the proposal? Do you guys think that it could work? What are your thoughts, Mark? 
so okay let's uh, get some things out of the way yes it's orlando you know <laughs> we're probably expected to say something it makes like the location makes sense because like you mentioned the disney world complex every year they do uh youth league uh i think championships or whatever and so like they are familiar with uh, obviously like with mls teams that's a di whole different ball game but they i think you know in theory i guess they could pull it off but uh, my issue, like, and this is just like this general push to restart sports, like these proposals are, <laughs> you know, these are, they're asking players to go at great lengths. You know what I mean? Like the, like the point you mentioned about quarantining for two months, being away from their family for two straight months or possibly more, you know, like being isolated in a hotel, like that's kind of miserable. And like, yes, I understand that some of these players are well off not all some of these players are well off but like that doesn't necessarily make that lifestyle or that you know quote-unquote sacrifice easier the other thing is and i've mentioned this point in previous episodes like this is still going to take a lot of people like there's going to have to be regular testing you know there's the risk is there and what happens if there's a case exactly yeah there's already uh yeah just with players 1000 players and uh you know the, you have coaches staff uh you know you have people that are going to broadcast the games uh you have you know a flurry of people that are be uh that are going to be you know coming in to just you know be able to create the content uh so that people can watch these games at least on television uh and not only to say even like you know a, a cook uh, that's going to be there cooking all the meals for these players. Um, you know, you have just a ton of people that are going to uh, come in contact with a lot of people. And so, uh, you know, there's obvious lots and lots of risk uh, involved. They will obviously have protocols and things that they will, uh, you know, contingencies in place. But uh, yeah, Tanner, what do you think of uh, the proposal so far? I just, I don't see how it's possible. I mean, let's not pretend that we're in a country that's handled things like South Korea or Germany. Like those countries have the ability to do testing rapidly, efficiently, quickly, and control everything. We don't have that ability to even do that yet, like at any level in, in our country. And we expect within a month that's going to be a fixed and good enough to accommodate, like you said, all of these people to where none of them are going to have the virus and there's not going to be an outbreak at all. Okay, good luck with that. And also, why are we expected to? Why are we expecting these players to do that? Like you guys said, I agree with you. Like, how can you expect to be like, well, we're just gonna take you away from your family for two months? Like, that's not in the contract they signed. That's not. I'm sorry. Like, if I'm a player, I'm like, no, I wouldn't do it because you didn't sign a contract to be stuck like in, like you guys said, a very, very nice, expensive, some pseudo prison to play soccer for two months every two days. Like, no, no, I think yeah. it's stupid. Yeah, so uh, it also uh, said in that uh, athletic article about a essentially the, the uh, month that they would be playing almost like a uh, possibly maybe round robin type of like tournament type of style. Uh, and so what it would be would be interesting to begin with, like what, uh, you know, if there was a cup involved, uh, would people, uh, you know, the, the fans even acknowledge whomever wins the cup, uh, you know, at the end of the day. Uh, what does this really achieve? Um, you know, how much revenue does the league even really gain from this? Uh, you know, Probably that... loses money. This sounds like a, a money losing operation. Like all <laughs> the it... admin involved, 
there's no way you make money off this. Yeah. And then and going back to the sacrifice <laughs> that the players are making, the league has asked the players to take a 20% cut. So on top of like exactly. this sacrifice with the, you know, the personal life, you want them to take less money? Hey, you going to take my money? No, nah, right. hell no. Nah. But they, they haven't officially signed the, uh, the, the what you call it? The well, CBA. So yeah. like, if that's the type of proposal the league comes with, we're like, I, if I'm the players, I'm just going, I'm not signing that shit. Like, nah, I'm not doing that noise. Like, no, absolutely. If you want to do that, we're rewriting this whole CBA because that in and of itself is worthy of rewriting the whole CBA because that is crazy. Yeah, and on top of that, you have the players that are making less than uh, one hundred thousand. They're also getting a twenty thousand or twenty percent pay cut. I mean, that's uh, asking a bit much for you know the players on the lower end of the scale too. It's difficult. I mean, that's like some of these minimum wage players are making fifty six thousand. That's you know that's civilian wage. That's gonna be difficult to to really justify. Uh, so yeah, the likes of Jeff Lerowitz has you know just a uh, uh, mountain in his lap to uh, to really you know figure out with uh, the rest of the the board, but um, yeah. So essentially, though, uh, President Darren Eels uh, has kind of spoken about this as well. Uh, you know, talking about uh, Orlando and uh, you know what it would be if we did play there. Uh, he did kind of tongue in cheek say that Orlando would be a plus for us. It would be like a home field advantage. So yes. Absolutely, there is at least that. Uh, Orlando, we are undefeated there. So, yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's a, a plus, a large plus, but still it's, uh, I think, not going to be uh, all the time going to be at Exploria Park. So, um, you know, we'll still have to contend with the likes of New York Red Bulls there. So it will uh, <laughs> it will definitely tarnish, tarnish our record. Yeah, if you uh, tuned into Twitch... Uh, if you tune into our Twitch, <laughs> in our Twitch, uh, in our Twitch FIFA career mode save, uh, man, they uh, they had uh, Tanner's number as they have the five stripes number in real life as well, and it's yeah, hella annoying to face the New York Red Bulls always it seems. But uh, anyway, so let's move on. Uh, there's a new elite player development program uh, for uh, all of MLS and USL. Some teams, uh, there's 95 teams involved with this, uh, including 26 MLS teams plus the four uh, that are prospectively going to come into the league and plus five USL teams and a few, not a few, a good number of non-league teams as well. And so it will be, uh, yeah, I mean, a development program for the youth in this country Something that uh, I think is sorely needed, obviously, for our U.S. men's national team to really develop and develop into a uh, you know strong uh, kind of team in the world, which we are severely lacking at the moment. So, I mean, uh, what do you guys feel about uh, you know this bit of news that came out today on Wednesday? I mean, you can go ahead, Mark. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, you know what? I think uh, the talent in the U.S. is steadily getting better. Right, we're getting. We're at the point now where e teenagers are even leaving to join European academies, and that's great and all. But I think, uh, I think at the end of the day, uh, America wants to develop its own players, you know, until professional level, right? You're like 18 years old and so on. And I think that'll also go a long way to helping uh, MLS. So I mean, I like, you know, I like the proposal in theory. I feel like every 10 years, U.S. soccer has to like, you know, restructure, rebrand. I hope this works. 
Um, I also I like the involvement of non-pro clubs. Like from Georgia, you have Lanier and Southern Soccer Academy alongside Atlanta United participating. And so, you know, it's a good way to, I think, uh, evaluate talents that MLS teams otherwise may not necessarily get to see. You know, but if their own academies are involved with non-pro teams, then they can, it gives them the ability to evaluate a lot of players. It's supposed to provide year-round education and, uh, you know, games and so on as well. So, uh, you know, it's good in theory. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I agree with, you know, some of the stuff that he said. I think it's smart to include some of those non-pro clubs because some of those clubs, you know, aren't in major cities and or, or in smaller cities that aren't, don't have MLS teams and, you know, that gives you a chance to see some of the best kids that maybe come from like the less populated areas that you wouldn't have never, you know, otherwise seen. And maybe it gives a chance for those kids to be seen by those MLS teams and then signed by those MLS teams. Um, I'm glad that they're taking a separation from the U.S. Soccer Federation on this because um, it was just the I, I having just done the grassroots stuff. I'm not the level of some people in terms of coaching badges in terms of things, but just kind of what I looked at when I was doing the grassroots stuff, you know, it didn't seem like it was really on the same development style as some of the other, you know, countries around the world in terms of how they get the players better. So I just hope that they just maximize the efficiency of improving these players by making sure they're playing against other talented youngsters so that they raise their game and are constantly being, you know, forced to, to improve and challenged to improve. And, and I hope that yields the best possible result. And if it doesn't, we'll, we'll find out. We'll be disappointed because like Mark said, there's lots of young talent here. It just needs to be developed properly. Yep, indeed, indeed. So, uh, moving on from that, uh, Franco Escobar and Paulo Neto are EMLS player. Uh, they have been involved in a league-wide EMLS uh, kind of tournament with uh, actual players and EMLS players. And so, Franco Escobar obviously is our representative, and he, this past weekend, beat Nani of Orlando City, and so we are still, even in the EMLS world, undefeated against Orlando City. Uh, and beating the likes of Nani, which is, uh, yeah, I uh, approve of that as well as being a man you hater. But uh, <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, he beat him in FIFA 2 0, and uh, they moved on past Orlando City and also beat Toronto. Uh, and that was fantastic to see. And now they are in Championship Sunday. And so uh, that's awesome. Because, uh, yeah, if we can win this as well, I mean, you know, we'll take whatever. We'll be the trophies. first club to win the co-op EMLS Cup. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We won't, we won't show it like what Orlando City uh, and like, uh, you know, their little made-up invitational. Uh, we won't be doing that. But uh, I think, you know, another trophy in the cabinet. Why not? So I watched the uh, Paulo Neto matchup versus uh, the TFC guy. That was actually a really good game to watch. Paulo Neto's good, man. You know he's number yeah. 11 in the world? Like, yeah. And I think he was uh, in the top five when we signed him, too. So, I mean, yeah, he might be in a little bit of a, a, a rough patch of form. But, I mean, he he's is a youth. He's 17. He has a long exactly. career ahead of him. Well, and FIFA I mean, is a terrible game. FIFA, though, uh, is a young man's game because apparently <laughs> it's the, uh, you know, how quick you can react and that type of stuff. The older you get, the harder it gets. So, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, his uh, his best years are maybe now. But <laughs> but uh, hopefully his prime is a long time. But um, anyway, so uh, moving on from that, Joseph Martinez named his uh, five aside on ESPN in a little post 
He named the likes of Joe Hart, Bruno Perez, Miggy, Jefferson Saltado, and Jonathan Dos Santos. Uh, any of those people strike your interest or surprise you in that uh, in that five aside? Yeah, I know. Yeah, we all know it's Joe Hart, and I'd for I remember that Joe Hart was on loan at Torino, but like right. it's, it's felt so long ago now that I forgot it was the same time as Joseph Martinez. Like wow. that's when they played together. It was 2015, 16. Or 16, yeah, or 16, yeah, yeah. 16. Yeah, yeah. 15, 16. It is definitely, uh, yeah, funny to see that connection. Apparently, yeah, they're really, really uh, good buds. Uh, Obviously, Miggy, good buds. But uh, he had a nice dig at Jonathan Dos Santos at the end. And uh, he was pretty much saying, like, yeah, I don't, I don't really like that guy, but uh, you know, he, he can be on my team, whatever. But um, I think he wanted himself to be on the team before uh, Jonathan Dos Santos, so that was interesting to see that uh, he wasn't even gonna make it. But um, I think, yeah, these guys. I are, think they are, are besties, think, though. Yeah, I, I, th- I think so. Because yeah, you've seen them at the MLS All Star game. They've been hanging out, you know, during the whole time. I think it was, it was obvious that he was just kidding, but. Um, anyway, uh, speaking of Joseph Martinez, uh, he's throwing out some words of wisdom on his Mother's Day post, uh, wearing that just baller pink suit that he had. Uh, he said, when Mother's Day invitation goes, agree with the dress. Obviously, that's translated from uh, Instagram, and it's not word for word in uh, his actual uh, native tongue. But, uh, you know, I think that's just uh, even just when he types something out on Instagram, it's just like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, he's right. I mean, it makes sense. Agreed. But uh, anyway, so... Um, Moving on from that, new boy Mateus Hosetu. Uh, he has some skills with the axe, it seems. Uh, he was on MLS Idol and he was playing this, I believe, uh, a Brazilian tune on uh, an acoustic guitar. I don't know if you guys got to check it out or not, but I mean, dude has some uh, some chops on the uh, the guitar for sure. And uh, I'm not sure if uh, they've announced the winner yet, but uh, I think he. I think is on the heels of a, another former, uh, what well, a former five stripe, I, I guess, in uh, Andrew Wheeler Aminu, who uh, I don't know if you guys remember his silky smooth voice. He won the previous episode of MLS Idol, so that's some tough things to follow. Whomever has to do that, because uh, that dude has a voice of an angel. But yeah. uh, <laughs> but anyway, moving on from that, the Germans. German Bundesliga is going to start this weekend. And, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, we, I think, kind of talked about it last weekend about which club we might be uh, interested in maybe following, at least in the interim, until other leagues return. But uh, now it is officially going to return. And, yeah, I mean, it'll be, I think, you know, seeing the return of some elite, uh, you know, football, I think will be just a big excitement for a lot of people i did actually uh i did catch a game in the k-league last week when it uh yeah it was it was like 6 a.m or something but i i caught it and uh it's a it's a different level obviously and that is good but it was interesting to watch i mean it was like i believe the the current winningest team against the worst team and so it was definitely like okay this is lopsided affair but uh still i think yeah I mean, just having that, I was a little bit excited. I was like, oh man, I can't wait until it just, you know, full on. But anyway, so uh, some of the other leagues that uh, are looking and trying to get back uh, are the Premier League. And uh, yeah, there's 
some strong opposition from some of the players uh, some of the, with the likes of Sergio Aguero and also the likes of Danny Rose of, uh, I think he's on loan at Watford right now, right? Newcastle. But, or Newcastle. Yeah, Newcastle. But uh, he, of course, is a Tottenham player. And for me to actually agree with a Tottenham player, what? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> it's got to be something that he's absolutely speaking facts. And he said about the, uh, yeah, pretty much opposing next week's return to work for uh, the Premier League. He said, it's bollocks. Football shouldn't even be spoke about coming back until the numbers have dropped massively. It should be the last of things that needs to be sorted. I completely agree. I mean, Jesus Christ, the UK is in a territory of the United States in terms of how they've handled this pandemic. So uh, I find myself agreeing with the Tottenham player. What is happening? (laughs) It really is... It must be a pandemic, but but uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, so clubs will be holding conferences uh, with all squad members in the next 48 hours to inform them of the new health and safety guidelines. But uh, another league is Serie A. They're targeting June 13th as a potential date for competition to resume. Is that too early for Italy to uh, to get back? That's what literally a month guessing? from today. Yeah, I mean, that's that'd be quicker than we are. I mean, yeah, you know, they had. I know in the beginning, I mean, like Italy obviously had a rough time of it. I don't know how it's been there for the last few weeks in terms of cases. Are they dropping? You know what I mean? Is, it, is the virus still out? I mean, the virus is obviously still, still out there. So, I, yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but so uh, moving on from that, uh, if you guys have been watching The Last Dance, I know you two have been, but if the viewers have as well, uh, it's about Michael Jordan and also the uh, 98 Chicago Bulls in the NBA Finals. That pretty much being the uh, you know the last hurrah with that roster and Phil Jackson, their head coach. Uh, but essentially, there was a little bit of a tidbit uh, from Michael Jordan pretty much saying that uh, you know he, he had to be an asshole to kind of win uh, you know as many championships as he did and be the goat. But on the heels of that, uh, someone that has uh, been familiar in this league in MLS, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, uh, pretty much wrote on Twitter, pretty much almost like co-signing what uh, you know Michael Jordan had pretty much said and done in the past. And he said, uh, yeah, he approved of uh, MJ's no-nonsense leadership. And he said, quote, either you like it or not. If not, then don't play the game. Uh, that comes on the heels of obviously, you know, LA Galaxy players kind of uh, coming out and just bashing Zlatan as a teammate, as a, uh, you know, a person in their locker room, uh, someone that just really wasn't re- well received. He was pretty tough on the likes of Sebastian Letget. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, does Zlatan kind of hold the same kind of candor as a Michael Jordan, though? What do you guys think? You Absolutely know- not. <laughs> not as much so, as Michael Jordan, but like I, the one where I sympathize with uh, Zlatan a little bit is that he went to a terrible Galaxy team. Like that team was one of the worst teams in the league the previous season, and they were in the midst of being one of the worst teams when Zlatan arrived. Of course, he arrived mid-season and turned things around almost immediately. And I mean, he did drag that team to a lot of win- to a lot more wins than they would have gotten. 
so you know in terms of him being a bully to his teammates a bit um you know i'm not there in the locker room i don't know what Zatan was acting like so you know to say it's justified uh, but i can understand a little bit from Zatan's perspective where he's just like i'm clearly the best player in this locker room yeah tanner yeah no i i'm right there with mark i mean he's Michael Jordan also said in that thing how he's like, you know, he's like, I wanted to win, but he wanted to bring everyone else with him so that they could win as well. I don't think Zlatan can give a damn about everyone else. He just wants to win for himself. Right. And yeah, that's where Michael Jordan also said that, uh, you know, he uh, knew his teammates, uh, you know, knew knew that Michael Jordan would do everything that uh, was possible to win. Uh, So yeah, he also guarded uh, teams' best players. He would play defense uh, you know, just up and down the floor. I mean, he's a guy that did everything for the team to win. Zlatan, maybe not so much, uh, you know, not known for his defensive uh, capabilities, his work rates, definitely not any of that. Uh, I think also I think- he's a bit of a flat track bully, you know what I mean? He, like, he yeah. has the numbers, he has the league titles, but the thing is, like, when you're on, like, that inter-team that he was on, that inter-team was clearly the best team in that era, you know, Zlatan or no Zlatan. And, yeah. uh, and you know, but then you look at the Champions League, which is typically a higher level of competition, and where Zlatan's numbers there, not as good. So it's right. like, you know, he even went to that Barca team that won the Champions League the year before, and they lost to his previous team, Inter, you know, like, so... I will say though, it's harder to drag a team that includes ten other people than it is to drag a team that's only four other people. There's only four other people, and two out of the other five, like four are pretty damn good as well. Then you're gonna win games in soccer. You can have three, four good players, but if everyone else is trash, like your defense gives gives up goals, it's not really much else you can ask them to do. That to be fair. And it's true, and it's it's different sports, but uh, yeah, definitely Zlatan isn't considered the goat really anywhere maybe except for As Messi Sweden. Ronaldo are up there that's that's yeah. it exactly in our so, lifetime at least anyway so moving on from that uh, that's pretty much the news for this week but uh, yeah, a little bit of housekeeping in that. Follow our Twitch for some new streams every single week uh, on Tuesdays and Thursdays starting at 9 p.m. for a couple of hours. And Tanner is playing as Atlanta United, uh, getting mad, also winning a lot of games as well. And uh, <laughs> uh, it's just a great time. Come and come banter with us. Uh, go ahead and follow us so that you don't miss a stream. It's at twitch.tv slash TV. It's a mouthful, but anyway, so uh, that does it for all of that and gets us to this week's Soccer Trivia Showdown. And, you know, like I said at the, the top of the show, Tanner has the ability to possibly win it this week with three wins uh, yeah, Mark can also uh, kind of stave off that and uh, tie it up at two and would make it a very, very interesting uh, episode next week. But uh, here we go. Let's go ahead and get into the tiebreaker, uh, that first question. And uh, so it's uh, whoever, uh, whoever knows it first, they have to have it written down and say that their name first to be able to... Uh, to uh, get this uh, question. And so, uh, this first question goes, how many people were in attendance for the top regular season attendance record in MLS and Atlanta United history? 
The closest number gets the tiebreaker. Oh, we're doing prices, right? Yep. <laughs> okay, Mark. And you guys both have to stop writing, though. All right. I had to write my uh, number down. Yeah, true. Okay, what do you got? Okay, I got 70,100. Okay, Tanner? I said 72,250. 72,250. <laughs> Tanner has prices right. Mark, it was 72,548. Whoa! <laughs> That's really impressive. To be fair, I also kind of knew that the stadium capacity was somewhere in the 72 range, and I just picked 50. So I knew it was 72 to something. That's good, though. Ooh. Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. But yeah, 250 difference. Uh, that was against the LA Galaxy, if you were wondering. But, uh, so let's get into round one. So it's one point for each correct answer. Three questions, all worth one point and are asked to both competitors. Need to write it down uh, on a paper or dry erase. The competitors will have 20 seconds to answer the question. If the competitor doesn't get the answer right, no points will be awarded. Three points max in this round. So uh, first question for both competitors is, who has not hit the golden spike before in an Atlanta United match? A, Killer Mike. B, Millie Bobby Brown. C, Edgar Davids. D, T-Pain. You just write the letter. <laughs> I know the answer to this question and it's funny. Okay, in five, four, yeah, three, remember you can get a, a, a two, one. All right, just a reminder that you guys can uh, get a repeat the question in each round. But uh, all right, so show your answers and say what it is. D, uh, T Pain. <laughs> I thought it was uh, Edgar the thing. I, I forgot nah, his last name. It's T Pain. He was supposed to be there, but he got late and he didn't make it. <laughs> I thought he actually did it. I thought, oh. He was supposed uh, to do it, I'm pretty sure, right? And then he was late and yeah. didn't make it. And, yeah, yeah, so, so no, no, that, that is technical. technical. Oh, oh, man. You, you, get, you got, got me on that. that. All right, so. so uh, the answer that I have is Millie Bobby Brown, but she did it. T Pain, yeah, no, no, she didn't. She's always she been. Oh, no, no, she just she's, went on the capo stand. Oh. Yeah, she's always been on the capo stand. Yeah, T Pain, yeah, this is fair. So if you wrote T Pain, then I will give it to you since that is such a technicality. Oh, that, you said uh, yes. T Pain? I thought you said T I. No, 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 no. Oh, okay, yes, thank God. Yeah, you're, you're right. right. It is T I. Holy crap! All right, good, 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 good. The answer is B. <laughs> the answer is B, yeah. All right, good, 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 good. All right, so uh, moving on from that, yeah, I, I yeah, T-Pain, T-I, obviously not the same people, but uh, yeah, it momentarily slipped me for a second. But all right, so no points through uh, the first question for both competitors. Uh, so moving on to the, the second, second question. question. <laughs> this person, second question. This person was selected in the 2019 MLS expansion draft. Is there a... Wait, we're just writing a name down? Yeah, it's uh, essentially... For Atlanta United? For Atlanta United. I mean, that, that almost feels like it's a given, but yes, sure. I will add that in there. These are all Atlanta United, you know, personnel. So, there's technically two answers to this question. There shouldn't. There shouldn't. You said drafted in 2019? 
No, 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 no. Do you want? Do you want? Do you guys want to? No, no. no. Oh, oh, it's expansion draft. Yeah, Sorry, your question. your mic's doing the crackly thing again as well. So okay. yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll give it to you on that then. Fine. All right. So this person was selected in the 2019 MLS expansion draft. Okay. Five. Okay, got it. Four. Three. Two. One. Show your answers and say them out loud, please. Uh, yeah, you gotta. Hey, it's, uh, uh, I, I, <laughs> it's Ambrose, but it's wrong. What'd you say, Tanner? I said Garza. Both are incorrect. Garza the answer great. is Brandon Vasquez. Oh yeah, yeah. See, I got in the time frame. I was like, is that 2019? Because it was technically. I wasn't sure if. You know how sometimes we'll do the dra Never mind. I'm wrong. I know I was wrong. <laughs> it's fine. I'm just. It's I'm wrong. Yeah, I, you know good. what? No, I. You know what? I get your point because I also made that mistake. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, it, it is close. It is close to the end of the season. Sure. All right. So third and final question in round one. Controversial, I guess. Uh, but, but here we go. Uh, third question: Which player never received a green card while playing for Atlanta United? Okay, I'm gonna read that again since I uh, sputtered a little bit. Which player never received a green card while playing for Atlanta United? A. Miguel Amiron. B. Franco Escobar. C. Ezekiel Barco. D. Julian Gressel. Okay. In five, four. If you both are ready, then go ahead and uh, yeah, sure. show your answers and say them. I said A, Miggy. I said Gressel. The correct answer is A, Miggy. Because we knew he was going to leave, so there was no point to take the time to get him one because he wouldn't really need it. I wasn't sure when Gressel got the green card. I thought he left already. Yeah, no, it was uh, definitely near the end of his uh, tenure, but it was right. close. All right, so through round one, Tanner leads with one over Mark with zero. It's a KG one. A KG one, for sure. Uh, yeah, and so round two goes like this. Two points for each correct answer. You can call for multiple choice, but the point total will reduce to one. 20 seconds to answer. The opponent will be awarded two points if they steal an answer without multiple choice, and one point if they steal an answer the multiple choice. Six points max. Uh, for at least, you know, if you get each question, but, uh, so player in the lead is Tanner. And so you will be going first. Your question goes, who was the second ever homegrown signed by Atlanta United? Oh, cause he's one, but two is, well, it's one of, I think it was him. You can go with multiple choice as well. Multiple choice. Okay, multiple choice uh, for the point total of one. A, Patrick Oconquo. B, George Bello. C, Chris Goslin. D, Lagos Kunga. I want to say it's Goslin. So I'm going to say C. Final answer. Yes, final answer. Correct for two points. One All point. Right. Or one point. Oh, one point. Correct, thank you. Uh, okay, so... Uh, Mark, your first question. This Ford currently plays for Miami FC. Ford? Uh, <laughs> AJ, you're an ass. I know what you did here. I know the answer to this question. I'm going to say uh, Brex Shea. 
No! Damn it. <laughs> Incorrect. I thought he does. Incorrect. So, Tanner, you have the choice, or you have the chance of stealing. You don't have the choice of multiple choice. Miami FC. I thought that Brexit was a striker for Miami FC or forward, because technically he is a forward. No, no, no. He does. He plays for Fort Lauderdale FC. Uh, Miami yeah. FC. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, and that's not Inter Miami. Oh yeah, I know. This is this this is why I'm 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 struggling now because I got them confused. I really thought it was Brexit. Um. <laughs> Clearly, I was wrong. I'm stalling for time. Uh, yeah, yeah, you have to answer now. <laughs> the timer, the time's up. <laughs> I've, uh, Mario Williams. Correct with the steal. Whoa! Oh my. Oh. Uh, Let's I, go. I want to bar the time on that. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know there might be. It's it's a little close, but. Uh, uh, Okay. Okay. I just All had right. to like think, I was like, who are strikers that have played for Atlanta United and possibly play at that level? My brain was just like trying to do like a quick scan and I was like, he could be a potential guy. Throw All it right. in there. It's a good, uh, yeah, it's a good deduction of, uh, of what it might be. Um, okay, so your next question for Tanner. This person was Burnley's captain. Was Burnley's captain? You want me to repeat that? Lancey United related? Atlanta United related. These are all Atlanta United personnel. Five. <laughs> Multiple four, choice. Multiple choice. I mean, I have a. an answer in my mind, but like, that's the only who I can think of. A. Tyrone Mears. B. Chris McCann. C. Kenwin Jones. D. Brad Guzan. Oh. He wasn't there. Uh. Five. I'm gonna say four. I'm gonna say McCann. I don't think it's McCann, but it's not Guzan and it's not Kenman Jones. Final answer. Yeah, McCann, final answer. Correct. Chris McCann. God. There's <laughs> scoring screamers now. What? <laughs> he is uh yeah, no, he is having a guess a thon for sure. <laughs> we are. You remember that Ronaldo goal versus Porto in the Champions League? It's yeah, like I was just that. thinking that. I was like, mm -mm, we have a cider from 40 out. Let's just fire it and see if it lands. Bing, top in. <laughs> yep, receiving a lot of luck uh, through. Right. The it's not luck if my back. mind's going to the right answer. It's true. It's true. true. Come back, start. All right. Let's go. All right, here we go. And uh, your second question, Mark. This person was drafted out of UCLA for Atlanta United. Uh, is it, uh, Andrew Wheeler, Amanu? Final answer? Yes. That is incorrect. Tanner, you have the chance of stealing. Anderson Asiedu. For the two-point steal, Ooh. that is Anderson Asiedu. Oh, God, I did that oh, point boy. too. I'm disappointed in myself. Oh, boy. Uh, all right, so third and final question for Tanner in the second, second round. round. I don't think I can get another one, can I? Or have I maxed out my points already? No, 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 no. no. It's uh, just six points max from those questions that uh, you've uh, that I ask you. In terms oh, of okay. That. So you can get more from stealing. All right. Uh, so okay. uh, yeah. Uh, sorry, that wasn't clear. But uh, the third question is: This person has played for famed manager Marcelo Bielsa. 
multiple choice. Multiple choice for a value of one point. A, P.T. Martinez. B, Carlos Carmona. C, Kenwin Jones. D, Tyrone Mears. Hmm. What was A and B again? Uh, you'll get one of these uh, in terms of repeats for these. Um, so A, yeah, I just A want Martinez, a B, yep, and B, Carlos Carmona. I'm going to say B, Carlos Carmona. That is correct for one point. All right. So yeah, I had to do some deduction Mark. on the other guys. I, I, was, I was like, what was the other first two again? Yeah. All right, so third and final question in round three for Mark. This person played his youth career for the Corinthians. Uh, was that uh, was that two? Final answer. It is not Hosetu. Uh, Tanner, you have the chance of stealing this one. Oh, wait, um, wait. no multiple choice. Oh, what's his name? We signed him from the uh, from the twos this year. Five. Uh, F with the something. Four. Fernando? Three. Is it Fernando? Something? We will accept Fernando. It is Luis Fernando. Yes, correct. For a two-point steal. Ooh, there is a dagger in this game right now. <laughs> and uh, so through round two, let me do some quick maths here. Uh, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nil currently. Oh, I thought but, it was ten. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mark, you currently still have a chance of being able to get back in this game, though, somehow. I have to get all uh, of these right. You do have to get all of these correct. But, so, round three goes like this. Three points for each correct answer, 20 seconds to answer. Each competitor will get three questions from a random selection of categories. Question number one is weighted two points. Question number two is worth three points. Question number three is worth five points. No stealing allowed, 11 point max. Four categories, each competitor can choose a number between one through four. Tanner, because you are in the lead, have the choice of the first number. I will take three. Three, okay. And Mark? One. One. Okay. Hard. Statistics. <laughs> <laughs> he got wins again. All right. So, uh, okay. all right. Uh, so, your first question goes for the uh, point total of one. This person won the, or is it one or is it two? Uh, it is two. Two. Yes, correct. Yes, uh, so this person won the MLS Cup in 2017 with the Seattle Sounders. I'll say that again. This person won the MLS Cup in 2017 with the Seattle Sounders. Wait, what? The Sounders won in 2016. Toronto won in 2017. No? Or do I have that wrong? Uh, no, 2016. Sorry. 2016 Seattle Sounders. Sorry. Sorry about that. Okay, but, that yes. but yes. Question, question still, still remains. Still remains. Yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Uh, the Fox. Five. Four. Three, three. Two. One. Do you have an answer? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> okay. 
The answer is Tyrone Mears. Wow. Tyrone Mears. I did not know he was on that. I didn't know he played for another MLS team. Forgot about that. Yeah, he, he did, he did. Yeah, and then he went on to play with, the, uh, with Minnesota United after us as well, of course. But uh, yeah, no, they, uh, they won the cup, and then the day after, he was cut. <laughs> um, next question for Mark with uh, a total... Oh, wait, that's pretty much... That's it, yeah. No, yeah, that's it. Mark, unfortunately, you have lost, and Tanner, you are the winner of the Soccer Trivia Showdown Cup. <laughs> Go ahead and raise it up and high. Celebrations abound for you, my friend. <laughs> if you have champagne in the fridge, go ahead and spray it all over your face because you are the first winner <laughs> of the soccer trivia showdown. Congratulations. Commiserations to Mark, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, tough showing there, indeed. I mean, it's. Uh, I felt like maybe uh, there's maybe a little bit of discouragement in the middle after uh, you know he started stealing some of it. I mean, maybe uh, it started to get a little little tough on the mindset. But you know, it's it's hard. It's hard. These these questions are it's hard. Like yeah, it's just yeah. like even the okay, even the Estadu one. Like I said, like I did that profile, but it was like, I mean, oh. We've drafted so many players from the Pac-12. It's like, uh, I don't know. Indeed, it's it's details. I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. That's why they call it trivia and not just you know <laughs> everyday regular things that we all know. It's not LA United knowledge. It's trivia. So, but uh, but anyway, yeah, appreciate that. There are good questions. But anyway, so uh, no sudden death ever for the show. But uh, you know, there were some Man U and Chelsea questions that I really wanted to ask you guys. But it's too bad. We'll have to uh, reserve that for some other type of uh, tournament in the future. But anyway, congratulations again to Tanner McLeod. But uh, that pretty much does it for almost the entire show, except for the question of the day. And so the question of the day is, which Bundesliga club are you going to follow if uh, you follow one when it starts back this uh, weekend? So let us know in the comments below who you uh, are looking forward to uh, really following in the meantime for uh, you know this lack of football. But anyway, guys, that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already, share this episode, and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. And for Tanner and Mark, I'm AJ. Thanks so much for listening. Mm -hmm.